0: And so we're starting 21 days of prayer and fasting tomorrow. Some of you may have started today. I apologize. I'm going to go eat lunch today. Uh, I'm going to go drink my last coffee today. This is the first time I've fasted coffee. I've always done like a Daniel fast and still had coffee. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm super spiritual. I'm pretty sure that's the Bible tells you to tell people about what you're fasting so that they can think you're awesome. I'm pretty sure that's how the Bible says it. Um, Some of you are new and you're like, does he really think that? Because I don't know. I don't know him very well. Um, But but truthfully, I, I think sometimes we get running really fast. And we can get into these goal setting. We can get into what we're supposed to be doing. And, and I don't have any problem with goals. I think goals are great. Uh, I think it's awesome to look ahead and, and do your best to, to kind of say, this is who I'm trying to become. But I, I find that usually our goals end up being about what we are to do and rather much less about who we should become. And, and I found that one trumps the other because no matter what I want to do, if I haven't become the person I need to be, then what I want to do will never happen. And we, a, lot, a lot of us learn that lesson the hard way, right? We go and try something, and, and, and sometimes this is, the, this is why you max bench, right? You, you, you try to see where you're at. You push it as hard as you can and find out, okay, I'm not there yet. I need to do certain things to get there. So it's, there's something about those goals that press you in that way. Uh, but I, I found that so many times we will do the same things and not, and not really uh, become the person that God's trying to shape us to be. And so some of us are still in the waiting game because he's still waiting on us. And, and he's still waiting on us just to sit with him and just to be with him and to let him shape you into the person you're meant to be. And I, I find us striving for something and working to make something that he already has made, but it's in a different place. And, and you've been trying to make it happen where you want to make it happen. So I'm not starting this year talking about goals. I'm not even really starting this year talking about habits. That, that Last year we did that. We talked about habits. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to start this year by telling you to just stop it. Just stop. So many of us, we come out of last year and we're going, okay, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this. And it's like, and it's, it's, it, is, it is annoying. <laughs> I'm not talking about you're annoying me. I annoy myself with the amount of things that I want to do. And so I wanted to take some time this year as we start 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I really ask you, because I, I believe... Every new year brings an opportunity for transition. And many of us, we, we feel the tension of that transition. We feel the tension of what we are to do and how we are to do it and when we are supposed to go and all those kind of things. And, and I, I think sometimes it really, and maybe more than just sometimes, the, the decision making that God has for us is slower. It, it, it is like Jesus and Lazarus. Like Jesus didn't rush to get to Lazarus even though he knew Lazarus had already died. And sometimes we rush to something because we think God can't redeem it if we don't get there on time. Yeah. That God can't work with it if we don't get there right in the moment that we think it should have been. Yeah. Now we're going to get into that story of Mary and Martha and, and one being upset that Jesus didn't show up sooner. And one you know, getting busy and staying busy and Jesus looking at the other one and going, Well, you just need to realize the most important thing is me. It's right here. You just need to choose this. And I will be with you and never leave you. Yeah. Okay. So I want you to be thinking of the next uh, few uh, hours until tomorrow morning, uh, what you can pray and fast. Our website has a bunch of resources, a book that I would really highly suggest called uh, uh, 40 Days, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, um, and, and I would highly suggest it. Um, it makes you look at the word twice a day, not just once. How many of you know that's probably healthy? How many of you eat more than once a day? All right. some, of you, I'm like, some of you are like thinking about that. Um, and uh, uh, I, 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 want, I just want to let you know that, that, that your time with the Lord is meant to be more than once in the morning and get it done and knock it out. And for some of you, it may not even be in the morning, although I think it's usually better in the morning. That's That's more a body thing and more just how God has made us than it is a requirement. Um, it's just a healthy thing but uh but if you did it at lunchtime and in the evening but the point is I just want to encourage you there's some resources there and maybe you do a Daniel fast I know for uh for Meredith I think she's doing one meal a day right and and then a few other things but um I, I would just encourage you find some things that when you think about them and when they would normally occur you take a second and you spend time with the Lord and you just be still so let's talk about be still are you good with that All right, Psalm 46, verse 10. It really is good to see you guys. I uh, man, I, I I don't know if you watched the video from last week. I know we had somewhere over 100 views of it in different formats and I, I, I thought, I'm i excited about that but um, but I think that's just a sign of things to come. I really do. I, I, I think you know, I sat with a couple guys yesterday morning and, and had a coffee and, and I, I called one of them afterwards. I said, we should record that um, because I just find myself in a place where I think the church and people at large need to just hear uh, conversations and hear uh, good news and hear uh, our own challenges and yet how God is working in them, and and so I just think what we 're doing media wise is just a, a, a just a just a sign of things that are going to come and I believe God's going to expand that in our church and through our church and the creative community of our church is going to grow bigger and bigger and we 're going to be able to express and help people see Jesus like never before they're going to see the real Jesus amen some of you guys are like well i'm not creative i'm not don't man we Creative is not like a word that is only assigned to certain people. Creative is anyone who starts something from nothing, uh, who sees something new in what is and makes it happen. So uh, don't no pressure. You don't have to go learn Photoshop or anything. Um, it's all good. Psalm 46. Psalm 46. It is funny that Shane and T read out of Psalm 46. Um, I want to read one verse out of Psalm 46, and I want it to set the tone uh, for the next few weeks I've been really challenged in this, been really encouraged in this, and um, how do you know that sometimes it is to go through the challenge that you find the encouragement, And, uh, and I think God is meant to do both. I think the Holy Spirit in our reading of the Bible and as we gather together, that he is going to challenge us and encourage us, and if all we ever get is encouragement, we will feel really good about where we are, and if we're never challenged, we will never move past that, but if we're challenged and only challenged and not encouraged, we'll feel bad about where we are. Um, I find that we want to challenge you and challenge myself, but also be encouraged in the Lord. Amen? And so this morning, I want you to feel a little bit of pressure. Not negative, not, not but just a little bit like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I can go there. And I want you to feel encouraged to go there yeah, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? All right, so I'm truly glad to see you guys. So Psalm 46, verse 10. I'm going to read it in the New Living off the screen, and then I'm going to read it out of the translation I have it. Go to the next translation, sorry. Um, Be still. Everybody say be still. Be still. Still, I read this book called Common Prayer. It's a, uh, It was a gift given to me by my brother-in-law. He had started doing it. And Common Prayer, for some of you guys who know um, different uh, denominations, know that that is a, a book of prayer, a book of liturgy. And it is typically meant to be used in corporate settings, but you can absolutely use it on your own. And in uh, this book, what it does, and, and it, there's various common prayer books, this, the particular one I have, will put a colon in the middle of a verse or in the middle of a statement meant to make you pause. And sometimes when you read the Psalms, you'll see this word like selah. And what the idea is, is that you would pause in the weight of what has been said. And sometimes I want us to look at this and go, be still. Pause. I found that the presence of God and the, and the word of God is spoken best in the silence between the words. That's why we talked to our worship leaders about creating space. Don't always rush to the next lyric. Create space in a worship set because when you say it, then it needs to be digested. Then there needs to be this weight that settles in on your spirit about what was just said. So be still. And know God. Be still. And know that I am God. Be still. I mean, that's even a hard word to say. Like if I said be still and I waited 30 seconds, I'm guessing like 75% of you would start reaching for your phone. Some of you already have your phone out because you're pretend taking notes. And And in that you would move from your notes to like, I gotta do something, I gotta do something. I gotta I gotta do something else. And you'd start looking at different things, maybe take a picture, because maybe that feels like you're at least still part of what you're doing, but you're doing something, and it's a weird place to be to say, be still. And know that I am God. Last night, I was watching the Cowboys. Mm, be still, be still. And uh, watching the Cowboys play, and uh, uh, for a while there, it was a little, it was a little, I was a little worried, and um, I just think they like games like that. And, um, and I remember we had it really loud during the game, when the game was being played, really loud, and then the commercials would hit, and it got super obnoxious, Right? It just like the, the noise of that compared to the noise of us cheering for a game are very, two very different noises. And yet we're sucked in and we're watching. And so at one point I grabbed the remote and I just, there's probably about 10 of us and uh, my family and a couple of friends. And I'm watching this game and, and then the commercials come on and I grab the remote and, uh, and, and I hit the mute button. And it's just silence. Like wh- what are you supposed to do now? The game's not on the commercial. I can see them talking. I don't know what they're saying about the Doritos. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why there's a big Verizon on the screen. You know, I don't. Of course, you know. Of course, you know. But we feel like we don't know anything we haven't heard. We don't, and we just were still. And then the person sitting next to me leans over and goes, "Are we supposed to talk now?" <laughs> I don't know if if that's you. Like maybe, just maybe, some of us have been so used to the noise that when it shut off, we're not entirely sure what we should be doing. Be still. Hit the mute button every once in a while. Let God speak. Just be still. The average American interacts with media 11 hours a day. Like, some of y'all get that digital report on your phone, and you're like, oh, it's down 20%. Cool. And you forgot that you, like, added that 20% to your TV watching time. It doesn't count. You know, like, I made it go down on my t- phone because I stopped watching Netflix on my phone. Smart, right? You just play your own mind tricks. And, uh, and, and, and mine went down, actually went down over Christmas break and then went up after, after Christmas break was over. And, uh, and, and I, I man, 11 hours a day. Like, that's insane. 24 hours. Maybe you get eight hours of sleep in there. I'm trying to do math in my head real quick. So that leaves five hours for everything else. Hanging out with your family, driving to and from work. Although some of you might be doing some phone things while you're driving, which please stop. And, uh, and I'm probably preaching to myself a little bit on that one. Mayor's like, yeah, shut up, Brandon. And we just, we squeeze all this time. And, and man, it's, it blows my mind the amount of time. And we wonder why we can't hear things clearly. Just be still. Just take a second and stop doing what you're doing. Stop fighting. And the thing is, this, this was not written. This verse was not written in peacetime. This was not written in a quiet time of life. This was not written when the people of Israel are having a good day. Do you ever like imagine uh, the psalmist like sitting under a tree eating grapes, like writing these things, you know? Even the ones where he's like, your enemies are against me and all these kinds. Of, you just like you just kind of with a harp in their hand, you know, really talented multitasker playing the harp, writing some things, right? And that's kind of the way we always assume. But the the, the writer of this the, is, is writing this in a time of war. They're writing this in a time where they're feeling a attacked, writing this in a time where things are oppressing them, writing this when things are, are coming at them, and, and, and he's writing this, and, and it's the only verse in the entire section of scripture. In Psalm 46, it's all about how big God is and how good God is and how we can be uh, confident in him and we can lean into him and we can be, and then all of a sudden it switches and it says, and God says, be still, be still, and know that I am God. Be still. I, I, in, in our graphic here, you can kind of see two contrasting images. Uh, there's a thing when you're taking, photogra- when you're taking photos, when, when either the camera is not set up for it or the person in front of the camera is moving, there is something you might call motion blur." Isn't that? That's a clever maybe I'll make that a sermon title. Are you motion blur? I don't know, that doesn't sound good. OK. But you can see the difference here of what you can see clearly and what you cannot. That sometimes we get moving so much and so fast and without any idea or without any real care for what is trying to show us who we are. That when, the, when we finally look back at who we are, we can't quite see ourselves very clearly. That when we get in motion, our lives become a little bit blurry. Blurry. I don't know about you. Maybe you had a few seasons, a few moments in 2018 where life got a little bit blurry, where you couldn't quite remember who God had called you to be. Things weren't quite as clear as you hoped they would be. And God bless this woman in this picture who just took a second and stopped in the midst of all the noise, in the midst of all the motion, and said, I'm going I'm to at least look both ways. <laughs> but you know what this lady's wearing, you know the person, you know what her color her hair is, you, you know a little bit about this lady because she is still. I find, I find that more often than not, the, the, the times I'm stressed are not necessarily because of the things I'm doing, but because I won't stop doing them. Because I won't just top, stop for a second. And I won't just be still for a moment. And I understand because the truth is, when I'm still, all the things I don't want to think about are the things I think about. When I take a second to be quiet, I actually have to deal with myself. And some of us do not like that very much. We have to deal with the relationship we haven't repaired. We have to deal with the person we don't really like that much. We have to deal with, and that might very well be us. We have to deal with the thing that we thought we were going to fix that we never have been able to fix, and we haven't fixed it yet, and we're really frustrated by the fact that And we have to deal with the dreams that we haven't quite realized. We have to, and when we're still long enough to get past all of that junk, we finally begin to get clear. We finally begin to get to a place where we can just settle in. I met with the Brave Kids team right before service, and I love our Brave Kids team. We even had a couple people who got sick, and we had a few people rush up here to get here early. We're here in time for huddle to be a part of uh, helping out with Brave Kids. I think that's fantastic. I think it's incredible. I think they're heroes. I think you, t- you guys who serve in that area are, are just amazing, amazing people. and. Um, we 're not babysitting we 're hoping that those brave kids, one would stay brave, uh, but two, they would see Jesus like never before and and, and I, I I was talking with them, and, and I, I said, "You know what, could we just do this for a second because I just want to try it out? Could we just be still for a minute? We just be still and, and I don 't know about you, but i've I found that uh but it takes me a little bit. I, even when we took a break, we took a little break over the Christmas season and uh, it took me like three or four days to finally actually take a break. Like I wasn't working for three or four days, but I couldn't stop thinking. And, do, and it took me just the four days just to get to the place where I could finally actually relax. And we took 30, 45 seconds. I'm telling you, I'm, at least for me, and I'm not sure about the rest of the huddle, but it seemed like that 45 seconds, all it did was get me to the place where I was finally ready to stop thinking about everything I needed and wanted to think about. See, I think we just—we have to be still. It doesn't mean be slow. It's proactive stillness. It is intentional stillness. It is our willingness to stop and say. It is easy to just keep doing whatever I'm doing. It's much easier to just keep running and running and running and running. It is much more difficult and, I believe, much more intentional to stop what I'm doing and make sure that I know who I am and that my life is not blurry. Because it is really hard to be still when we're really good at be busy. When we're really good at the be busy thing, I just got to do something, I just got to make something happen, I just got to have... Man, it is really hard to be still when we're really good at being busy, I was sitting with a couple guys yesterday and I, I, I found that no matter what your personality is, if you're the guy that wakes up at 5.30 and knocks stuff out and gets stuff done and can't ever sit down, or you're the guy that's really good at being still and hanging out at, both of them, if they're not intentional, both of them result in the same thing. Being less productive than you wanted to be and probably being more worn out than you wanted to be. Neither of them are actually as productive as you think they are. Because until rest is intentional, until the stillness is to be with God, not just to stop doing stuff, See, I'm not telling you to be still just to be still. I'm telling you to be still like Psalm 46 says, which is what? Be still and know that I am God. See, some of you need to be still because you think you are. Some of us doesn't need to be still because you think you are God. Eugene Peterson says that some of us have a tough time being still. There are two reasons that he, he and I, I know there's more, but he kind of said they fall into two categories. Either one, we're really vain, and we just think we know it all. The problem I find with being the one who is in control is that in the good times, it's great. When in the bad times, I have to fix it. In the tough times, I'm the one that has to figure it out. And I just ain't good at that. And so there's this vain thing. And then there's the other side. And, 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 and this might sting a little bit. And the other side is uh, we're either vain or we are lazy. And what that doesn't mean necessarily that you just don't like to do de- it. means that we allow other things or other people to determine how I'm going to spend my time. If you let the world define you, they will define you much too small. They will limit your dreams. They will limit your vision. And if all you're doing is striving and trying and, and you will end up blurry, you might still have the shape of somebody doing something. I've found that I can do what God has called me to do without involving God in doing it. Because God has just given me gifts. And he's let me use those gifts. Those gifts. And I could do what I'm doing right now in very different venues and very different atmospheres and very different contexts, and I'd still be good at it. Just like a son can be a son without knowing a father. But when you are a son, you can do what your, your father gave you, but you don't know who they are, and so you lack a sense of identity. It is one of the great curses of our generation that we have men and women who do not know a father because the father took off. Or because we lost the fight, and, and they're struggling with identity. And so you can do what is in you to do without truly knowing who you are. So I could do this without ever actually taking time to know the one who made it happen. That's a dangerous place to be, especially in a world who values what you do more than who you are. In a world that values more what you do than who you are, they will congratulate you for what you do. They will prop you up for what you do. And this happens in the church as well. They will put you in positions that you don't deserve. And I'm not saying that because it's not in you. I'm saying that because you are not in the moment, empowered or anointed to do it because God hasn't been with you and you haven't been with him and you are doing it out of a sense of gifting, not identity. I don't want to do anything just because I'm gifted to do it. I want to do something because I'm anointed to do it. And the anointing falls on a gift given. The anointing falls on uh, the Old Testament fire on the altar. There has to be a sacrifice on the altar for the fire to fall. And so you could have all the things God's put in you, but until you would be still long enough to submit it to God, to give all of who you are, because, man, to be still means to say God is God. He's the one. I'm putting myself in his charge. I'm putting myself in his... uh, I'm putting myself in his identity. I'm being transformed into his image. I'm going to be under his uh, rule and reign. I'm going to make sure that I know who I am in Christ. I'm going to be still with God. And then you're, and then all of a sudden, when that happens, you begin to get a little more settled. And I'm stealing this from the video we did last week, but it, but it so matters to me that everyone hears this. If we would be still with God, then we would be settled in Christ. Be still with God so you can be settled in Christ. And I don't mean settled for. Some of us are settling for things. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying being settled in Christ. Because I don't know about you, but it is not always the bad things that get me distracted. It isn't always the bad things that get me out of my identity. It isn't always the bad things that make me not who I am. Sometimes it's the good things that because I'm striving so hard to get them That I reach for something that God hasn't yet given me. And it is not my time, but it is, I know in me to do, and I know it's got, but I need to be settled in Christ so my identity is not wrapped up in what I do so that I don't chase something. It's like wanting to be married just to be married instead of wanting to be married because you're in love. You want to be so settled in Christ that nothing that comes along would change who you are. Good or bad? No, be still with God. Be settled in Christ. So that all the nations would know who I am. So that you would be strengthened through the Holy Spirit. Because I don't know if you know this, but the Trinity works together. The glory passes from one to the next. Praise passes from one to the next. Holy Spirit's always giving Jesus props. Jesus is always giving the Father props. The Father sent the Holy Spirit so you might be empowered. I mean, it's just like, that's what the church should look like. The church should be an honoring, celebratory, always praising, always honoring, always celebrating somebody, always celebrating something. Man, when you see a church that's not celebrating people, you see a church that has forgotten what the church is about. We, we are, if we are to be like Christ, we are to be ones who would go, oh, hey, wait here, because one who... Think about this. Jesus would say, One who is just like me is coming to do better in you and to do more things and even greater things, He would do in you when I leave. What kind of Savior says that unless He knows how awesome the Holy Spirit is? Jesus was not egotistical. Yes, He wanted you to walk with Him because He knew that was what was best for you. So be still. I, I I have two boys. Some of you know that. Most of you know that. Be still, and I, I'll tell My boys will come in, and they'll they'll when I tell them to be still, so that I can tell them something. You know, some of you parents know this kind of feeling, and the only way they know how to keep from having to deal with whatever you're going to say is to never stop moving. Right. Like the, no oh, no mm-mm, no you know Gray just still just doesn't like certain things and he will just mm, no mm, you know and just just won't and he'll yeah he'll yell a little bit but his real strategy is like you can't catch you can't stop me and 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 if you do try to hold me down that's probably abuse and you know you're like you're like you're just trying to just and some of us I'm I'm honestly our spirit is this no 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 uh-uh, no no I don't want no I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know what you're going to say because I kind of know what you're going to say. I don't want to to deal with what you're about to tell me because I I already know what you're about to tell me. I don't want to hear it. Be still and know that I am God and know that you are not. Sometimes it is the most refreshing thing for me in my life to know that I am not God. To be reminded I'm not God. I don't get to be the one. I don't make the decisions. I don't, I'm not him. Man, that, oh, whew, that just falls off my shoulders. and goes, oh, now I can just enjoy the presence of God. Because yeah. I don't have to strive to make this thing work. I don't have to try so hard. And when I try so hard, I get really blurry. Like Pastor Phil said, man, there's work involved for sure. But the work that is empowered by his grace, that's the thing we're looking for be still. And the truth is, if you were to translate it, and and now you can put the other translation of Psalm 4610 up. Psalm 4610 in the uh, Holman Christian and in one other, it says it this way. Stop your fighting and know that I am God, exalted among the nations, exalted on the earth. Be still. Stop your fighting. And I'm not saying you're throwing swings at Jesus. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not not saying you've got a really good uh, right uppercut and you're using it against God. I'm saying you just won't settle. You're pushing back. Because, again, they were in a time of war. They were in a time of uh, fighting. They were in a time where where God's trying to go, hey, 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 hold on, hold on. Just like what he said to Moses, and we'll talk about this in the next couple weeks. Hey, just hold on for a second, and you'll watch as I go before you. I find that if I will get before God, that he will go before me. And, and, and for some of us who have, uh, struggle with anxiety, for some of us who struggle with uh, insecurity, for some of us who, who struggle with relationships, uh, for some of us who, who are challenged, and, and, and the, the one way I can tell you right now, the, one, the only way I know to really, is to so be confident in who God is by being still and being with him. And, and you've, got, you've got to push through this, this idea that somehow if it doesn't happen in the first 30 seconds, then it ain't going to happen. Sometimes it is about just remaining in his presence long enough for him to speak clearly in your life. Because as I know him, I begin to know myself. He is the one who shaped me and formed me. He's the one who knew me before I was born. He is is the creator of my life and every breath that I breathe. And if I want to truly know who I am, then I must be willing to be still. Stop fighting. Wake up. Snap out of it. For some of you, January 6th, today, maybe tomorrow when you start the fast, snap out of it. You've been in a thing for a year or two years or six months or whatever it is. You had a tough year. You Maybe you had a bad and good year, and you don't know which one to believe in. And, you, you just, and God's going, just snap out of it. Just wake up. And be still for a second, because you're not God, and no matter how hard you try to figure it out, and no matter how hard you try to fix it, it ain't going to work unless you know who you are in Christ, because until you know who you are, you will do it a way that someone else would do it. And you will do it the way that someone else on Instagram did it or someone else on YouTube did it or someone else in a magazine did it. And you will try to do it the way someone else did it. And you will realize that that was never going to be the thing because it is about you and who you are in Christ that really makes this empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is meant to to lift up Jesus in you. And so if there's no Jesus being lifted up in you, you find that the Holy Spirit doesn't always move the way you want to because Jesus is the one that the Holy Spirit is interested in. The Holy Spirit wants to see Jesus in you more than ever before. The Holy Spirit wants to see Jesus shaped in you like never before. And to do that, you need to be still long enough to let him do that. And you need to wrestle with some of these feelings. You need to wrestle with some of these ideas. You need to wrestle with some of these offenses. You need to wrestle with some of these places and and then be still and know that it ain't up to you whether or not you get to forgive. It ain't up to you whether or not you say yes or no. It really isn't up to you. It is up to the one who is God. That's not easy all the time. In fact, I don't ever find it super easy. But be still and know that I am God. Be with him these next few weeks. Let's set a pattern this year of being with God. Don't rush into your devotional time. Don't rush through your Bible reading. Don't rush through times of prayer. I want you to, see, sometimes we go, did I check it off the list? But what if you looked at it the same way you might look at eating right or working out? What would happen if you gave God half an hour every morning? Just think of the possibilities if you prayed like you've never prayed before. What would not, not in the religious kind of like, oh, did I check? No, no. What could happen if you spent time with the Lord and you got really good at being in relationship with God and you got really good at knowing His voice and you got really good at letting the Holy Spirit lead your decision making and you got really, what would, what could happen if that happened? Think about it in the positive vision context of what could happen if you allow him to be God. Know that I am God. You are not the pressures off your life. It's on me, and I'm okay with that. I can handle that as long as you're with me. We're good. Be still and be with God. Be settled in Christ as who you are and be strengthened by the power of the Holy Spirit. But it all starts with waking up to who God is. Maybe some of you today, when I said your life might be a little blurry, it, it, that hit home. you got questions to answer this year. You've got decisions to make, whether it be in January in the next 21 days, or whether it be over the next six months or the next year. And, and some of us could rush to go, well, here's all the pros, and here's all the cons, and here's what I've always wanted, and here's what I'm thinking, and here's what, I, like, like Shane and Talisha were talking about. Such incredible people, Shane and Talisha, don't you think? But that should have gotten a much bigger thing. (laughs) Maybe I need to wrap this up because you guys are worn out or something. I don't know but, but we, maybe you've got some decisions to make or maybe you've got some things to resolve and maybe you're stuck in a, a tough place or a weird place or I, I, I don't really know and things are a little bit blurry and you can't quite see clearly what you believe God wants you to do and you can't even quite see clearly who you are and you're making some decisions based upon a blurry version of yourself and you're striving to make it work and you're trying to make it happen and there's nothing wrong with going after it but I want to make sure I would ask many of you with some big big decisions. Meredith and I, the same way, we were struggling about some decisions. About mid-December, we were thinking about this, and we're thinking about that, and we're trying to, and we looked at each other, and we said, why don't we just, why don't we just wait? Like, am I really that worried that God couldn't redeem it? Am I really that worried that if I waited three more days, 21 more days, that God couldn't still do it? And, and is it possible that if I go too fast, if I settle for something rather than settle in something, then I will actually miss the bigger thing he wanted to do? So I'm, it's weird for me to stand up here in January and say, slow down. It's weird for me to stand up here and go, be still. I'd love to get up here and go, hey, if you just do this and you do this and you do, oh, we're going to be out. No. I know Meredith and I, we need to be still. We're going to move. But it's going to be because we started with stillness. And my moving became that much more effective, that much more fruitful. Because I was still. And I was empowered. And I was strengthened. So maybe you're blurry today. And I'm praying that over these next uh, few minutes. And I'm praying over these next few weeks that you would you would know who God has called you to be and what God is calling you to do. And you would be as clear as you've ever been because you are being as still as you've ever been to let God's voice speak life into you. I just want to take a second. I'm going to do to you what I did to the Brave Kids team. I'm just going to take a moment and uh, we're going to be still. And what I don't want you to do is is be still and just, just stop and awkwardly not sure what to do. I just want you to think about God. Just think about who he is. Just be still in his presence. I'm going to take a minute, and it's going to feel like an hour. But I'm the one that has to sit up here on stage and do it. Y'all got the easy seats for this one. I just want you to be still. I want you to settle into who Christ is. And I'm believing even in just this one minute, some of you are going to be strengthened. You're going to be empowered like you haven't felt in a long time. So let's just take a moment. You close your eyes, maybe be the easiest way, but you don't have to. Let's just be still. God, I pray we'd wake up and know that you're God. Some of us haven't been that still all year long. So I'm praying right now, God, that you would help us to be still. That we would get settled in Christ and not settle for other things. And that we would be strengthened through the Holy Spirit. Some of you, even in just that one minute, I just believe this with my whole heart. Some of you in that one minute felt more free than you felt in a long time. Felt more settled and more confident than you felt in a long time. And it's just God's whisper to you.